It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spencer Strider runs out of gas, and the Atlanta Braves drop game three of the NLDS and fall now two games to one to the Philadelphia Phillies. And Charlie Morton will take the mound on Saturday trying to keep the Braves' season alive. And if they're going to do that, the offense has to get going as well, including Austin Riley, who has been very cold for a while now and didn't get anything going in game three as well as much of the Braves' offense didn't either. We'll talk about the struggles in game three. We'll talk about Spencer Strider in that third inning and then set you up for Charlie Morton on Saturday where hopefully the Braves will even this thing back up and get it to Atlanta. All of that on an episode of a Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. And download the Locked On Sports Atlanta app on Roku and Amazon Fire devices, where you get this podcast as well as the postcast with me and Grant McCauley, which we'll record later tonight. So be on the lookout for that as well. Again, on the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube page and in the Locked On Braves podcast feed. And thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we're free and available on all platforms. You're new to the podcast and you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, subscribe, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. Be here with you throughout the entire postseason after every game and also all through the offseason as well, which let's hope is not coming earlier than expected. want to remind you, today's podcast episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Atlanta Braves drop game three of the series 9-1 to the Philadelphia Phillies. Really came down to one inning, that third inning, which we'll talk about here in a second. Season's on the line Saturday. Charlie Morton on the mound. Again, we'll preview that in the final segment. And never faced an elimination game in all of last postseason. So uh, this will be something different for the Braves here on Saturday. We'll see what they do with their backs up against the wall. I've talked all season about the resiliency of this Braves team. And it's going to take a lot of it on Saturday if they're going to get back in this series, get it back to Atlanta. We'll see. Max Freed, hopefully a much healthier, stronger version, ready to go in a potential Game 5. But let's start out talking about Spencer Strider because he looked brilliant through the first two innings of this game. And I guess let's go back further than that. Obviously, it wasn't announced until Thursday morning. Charlie Morton saying he didn't know. It's I find it hard to believe that Charlie Morton woke up today and didn't know whether or not he was going to pitch. That to me is not a sound strategy from the Braves. Hopefully they had some internal discussions beforehand and there was at least an idea of who was going to pitch today. Um, but either way, Spencer Strider gets the start. I agree with the decision. I know how things went, but I agree with the decision. And obviously, we'll talk more about it. I was briefly listening to to Big Poppy in the post game on uh, on Fox, which you know 
big poppy what it is as a as an analyst but he's talking about why did the braves make this move now you got charlie morton with pressure in game four who else would you want in game four with pressure on the line look if charlie morton pitched tonight you'd still would have to throw spencer strider tomorrow i mean i look i i'm just perfectly fine with spencer strider going in this game and uh, like i said he was brilliant through two innings through two innings he was the spencer strider we we have come to know the spencer strider that we saw all season long he had 10 swings and misses on 19 swings in the first two innings of a ball game there have been Braves pitchers this year that have gone deep into games without getting 10 swings and misses. He had 10 whiffs in two innings. So the first two innings, it was Spencer Strider. He was 97, 98, even ramped it up to 100. But again, this guy hasn't pitched live in a month. So, you know, coming into the game, I think most people thought best case scenario, he gets through three innings. The way he started the first two innings, I started getting my hopes up thinking that perhaps he's going to be able to go for five innings and go deep into this game. But then the third inning hit, and this was the ball game. Third inning was was the ball game. And, you know, it started out bad for Spencer Strider, as good as he was in those first two innings. When he went back out for the third inning, walked Brandon Marsh on four straight pitches, none of them close, and all of them at 96 miles per hour. Now, you know, 96 to 97, where he's usually sitting, not a big deal. But again, for a guy who hasn't pitched in a month, you got to start looking for any warning signs, warning signs. And not just a guy that hasn't pitched in a month, but a guy coming off an injury. You got to be aware of those warning signs. And I saw Mark Bowman say that there were some guys stretching in the bullpen when the third inning began. But for me, the moment you see that velocity tick down a bit, and especially you see him lose that command and walk Brandon Marsh on four pitches, you got to get the bullpen up. You got to get him going at that moment. And nobody got up until after the stot hit. But let's let's take you through this third inning and see how things played out. Again, four straight balls to Brandon Marsh to start the inning after he had been brilliant through the first two innings. And then a long at bat with Segura a really long bat against Gene Segura, eight pitch at bat, got him to strike out, got him to swing and miss on a really good slider. So you thought, okay, maybe he's back. Then you had the throwing error um, by Spencer Strider that allowed Marsh to go first to third. At that point, you still had Stott one, two. So you felt pretty good about getting a punch out there. A lot of credit to Stott who just threw the bat at four straight fastballs and fouled them all off, and that that velocity was back up. He was back up 97, 98 on those fastballs, so you started feeling a little good about that. And then, as John Smoltz called it, and whatever your feelings are about John Smoltz, he certainly called it. He said, do you stick with that fastball, which Stott wasn't getting to. I mean, he was just throwing the bat at these balls and, and fouling them off. He was not on them. But do you stay with that fastball, or do you try to switch it up and go with the slider to put him away? And Strider and Darno decided to go with that slider. He didn't get it down enough like he did against the at-bat Harper earlier in that game. Earlier in that game, you know, Harper was fouling off some of those fastballs up, and then Spencer went to the, the slider, but he got it down on the back foot, and he buried it enough. They got to swing over the top of it. He did not get the slider down to Stott, allowed Stott to get the bat to the ball, roped it into right field. Phillies take a one nothing lead, and that's where things started to unravel. So, 
want to pause here. Obviously, we have hindsight in knowing how the, how this thing plays out. But you had a long at batting, and you start. Well, first of all, you start off the inning with the velocity down. You walk Brandon Marsh on four straight pitches. You got a long at bat with Segura, and then another long at bat with Bryson Stott that ends in a hit. You did get the you know the mound visit there, try to calm him down. But again, get somebody going. I mean, these are those are two really long at bats for a guy that hasn't pitched in almost a month, and the velocity not quite where it was in those first two innings. You intentionally walk Kyle Schwarber. First pitch, Therese Hoskins, 94. Slowest fastball he's thrown all year, right down the middle, and that's your ball game. He crushes it for a three-run homer. Phillies take a 4 nothing lead, and that was it right there. Look, again, hindsight what it is, but I think if Snicker had to do it all over again, you don't let, you don't let Strider face the top of the order again. You get... McHugh up, whoever. I know it was Dylan, Malie, Dylan Lee that was up stretching, probably getting ready for Bryce Harper. But, again, just with the way that inning played out, and especially for a guy who hasn't pitched in so long, I think you got to be more cautious of those warning signs there. And there were some through that inning with those long at-bats, the velocity down a tick, and then 94 right down the middle to Reese Hoskins. And it's a four nothing ball game. Gave up another hit to Real Muto after that before getting pulled. So his final line: two and a third, three hits, two walks, five earned, four strikeouts on fifty two pitches. This is after cruising through the first two innings. So obviously Spencer Strider, you know, not stretched out, not back out to full strength, and then kind of burned himself out after those first two innings. You knew that was a possibility going in, and unfortunately. Uh, just couldn't get more than two two innings out of him in this start. Hopefully the season's not over, and hopefully he can come back and redeem himself in the next round. But unfortunately, Braves just didn't get the full Spencer Strider experience on Friday night. And I want to come back. I want to talk about the offense because they didn't do much either, and they had some opportunities. But one guy in the lineup in particular right now that's really holding this offense back is MVP candidate Austin Riley, who had another poor night, has had a bad series, and has really been cold for a while. We're going to talk about the offense next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute up scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including ML, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. I see a lot of comments out there in the chat sec section. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to get to those here in a second. But I want to go through the offense. One run, six hits, two walks, ten strikeouts. Through the most of this game, Braves had as many hits as the Phillies, but obviously the Phillies had home run ball working and had that one big inning. But the offense had chances. Look, the first inning, right out the jump, Acuna sneaks the ball through the infield. Olsen gets a one-out walk. Then Riley swings at the first pitch, nearly grounds into a double play. I'll give him credit for hustling that out and beating it out to keep the inning alive. But then Travis Darno grounds out softly to end that threat. TDA did have two doubles in this game, but also got out in some big spots. Fourth inning, you got a one-out double, but then ground out, strikeout. In the sixth inning, Dansby had a leadoff double, and then a walk by Olsen, who continues to get on base in this series. He and Acuna 
been doing a great job. But then Riley strikes out. And then TDA almost hits into a double play, but Reese Hoskins dropped the ball. And Philly's defense showed up in this game and helped the Braves out in a couple instances, but the Braves weren't able to take advantage for the most part, although they did push across a run here after the air. Michael Harris, who needed a hit and needed a big hit, he got an RBI single, bounced the ball over Hoskins there. He's had some better swings in this series, but that one uh, gets him a hit in an RBI in the postseason, his first one of those. And then Azuna grounds out. And look, I'm with all of you, and I see the comments. I don't want Azuna in there either. And game of the season on the line tomorrow, you better have Travis Darno and William Contreras in that lineup. I don't care what the numbers say. Put William Contreras in the lineup. I don't know why Ozuna's in there. He's been absolutely terrible. I get it. Maybe he was swinging the bat a little bit better against some bad pitching in September. But Contreras is an all-star player he has been one of your best hitters all year long and now you've wasted two games by not having him in the starting lineup so put him in there let him play your your season's on the line put your best players in there you had one more opportunity in the seventh inning had a leadoff single but then strikeout strikeout line out those came against Alvarado Contreras who I just talked about who yes I think needs to be in there and Acuna who struck out you got to be a little bit more patient with Alvarado. I mean, the, the Acuna at bat, I don't know that he threw a ball in the strike zone. Pretty much the same with the Contreras at bat. And I get it. It's not easy. The guy throws 100. His pitches are moving all over the place. But it's a guy that if you let him, as Chip Carey says, he will walk you. So you got to be a little bit more patient with Alvarado. Uh, but the Braves had some opportunities. It's like they were just looking for that big home run. You know, they were looking for that big two, three home run, th- three run homer like the Phillies got, and it's not coming. And we've talked about this all season long. When that home run ball is not coming, this offense can struggle to put big innings together. And they couldn't get that big home run on Friday night, and as a result, only scored one run. And a big reason for the the offensive struggle here lately is Austin Riley. And he has been bad for quite a while now. He's hit, hit 207 in September and in those couple games in October. He's one for 12 in the postseason. His only hit this postseason so far has been a swinging bunt. And he has nine home runs in the final two months of the season. He had 11 home runs in July. Now, July was an unworldly month for anybody, but still just nine home runs over his last two months where he's had at least seven in every other single month the rest of the year. So Riley has to get going. I mean, obviously the season's on the line tomorrow, so – chances are running out and the other thing is too the bottom of the order for the Braves which have been so good all year long has done absolutely nothing in this series and talked about Ozuna Arcia who hasn't been good although he came in and got a pinch hit single tonight but the seven eight nine hitters have one hit in this postseason through three games and it was that pinch hit single by Arcia on Friday so What has made this Braves lineup so good all year long is not coming through in the biggest games of the year because their bottom of the order, which again has been so good, has just been absolutely silent in the postseason so far. That was supposed to be the difference maker for this Braves lineup is the fact that one through nine, they can take you deep. But right now, nobody's really going deep except for for Matt Olson and the seven, eight, nine hitters just aren't getting it done. Riley, your three, four hitter, not getting it done. It's really been Acuna, Olsen, and Travis Darno. those three guys, the only one really doing much of anything. So 
been a struggle for this offense so far, but hopefully they'll get it going. We know they're more, more than capable. I'm going to start going through some of these uh, comments and questions real quick. Uh, Trippy Tree says, Uncle Chuck going to put the cape on tomorrow. I certainly hope so. Look, as, as harsh as I've been on Charlie Morton this year, uh, there's maybe nobody on this team more that I want an elimination game season on the line than Charlie Morton. Uh, he's been there. He's experienced. He has strikeout stuff. He has a potential to go out there and throw a gym. And the one silver lining to all of this as well, getting blown out, Braves didn't have to use a lot of their big bullpen arms. And credit to Jake Odorizzi, who was really solid for three innings until he ran in a little bit of trouble in that seventh inning. Um, but you didn't have to use a lot of your big bullpen bullets, so they're ready to go. If Charlie doesn't have it for whatever reason and runs into some trouble, then you know you can go to McHugh early. You know you can go to those guys and try to piece this thing together. So uh, I mean, you got your bullpen ready to go. That's the one silver lining from getting blown out. Uh, Steve-O says, "Why was Nola getting two inches off the plate?" Uh, doesn't matter if we don't score, but come on. I mean, when you're around the strike zone, Real Muto, obviously a very good uh, catcher. I thought, you know, look at the last strike of the game. I mean, I thought the umpire had a pretty big strike zone. Strider got a couple of calls as well. I know early while he was in there. Um, so it just is what it is. You gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make it happen somehow. Uh, Philly strike zone was ridiculous. Um, how are we supposed to hit when they get those called strikes? They had opportunities. Look, I mean, strike zone, what it was. Braves had opportunities, just couldn't come up. Uh, Phillies put on a show, completely blown out. Uh, wasn't for the Phillies' errors. Braves would be at zero runs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and there was a couple in this game, and the Braves just couldn't uh, get it go going. Uh, Nola dominated the Braves. His first pitch strike was a difference. He was getting ahead. Whether he was getting those calls or not, Nola was getting ahead. Again, I thought the Braves had chances to get to him, and usually when you face Nola, there's going to be one inning, you know, where he gives you an opportunity uh, to come up with a big hit. And I thought the Braves had a couple of those opportunities, just couldn't uh, couldn't get that big hit once again. Snit forgot his game plan: two to three innings. Okay, cool. Then his velocity is down. Walk someone. And he keeps them in. Yeah, again, uh, I would have been very concerned to start that third inning when he walks Brandon Marsh on four pitches, nowhere close, and the velocities tick down a bit. I think you got to get somebody up right then, and then after that start at bat, immediately you got to get him get him out of there. Um, a zoom over Wild Bill, the recipe for disaster. I absolutely agree. Um, 100% right. The plate wasn't the same for both sides. I'm not going to lie. You know, I wasn't paying completely attention after they went up six nothing to the strike zone i know early on both both pitchers were getting a good bit off the plate um so it's not the umps you give up five quick runs this ball game yeah i mean bottom line pitching in games one and two your two best starters freed and strike uh strider um giving up a bunch of runs uh, that's a recipe for disaster right there strike zone was horrible i didn't realize there were so many issues with the strike zone uh, tonight, I definitely don't think that cost the Braves in this one. Um, okay, you did. I, yeah, I get it, Tribute Tree. You're not saying it's solely the umps. It, it, look, it wasn't a good strike zone, but I, I thought it was, you know, the same pretty much for both both sides. Um, it's pretty impossible to hit hits going when Nola gets calls like that. Look, I, I get it, man. I, I get it. A lot of a lot of comments on the strike zone tonight. Uh, we got we got to let that go and move on. The hitters got to let that go and move on. I will say they strike to end the game. The umpire sat there and thought about it for a second. It was way above the zone, and then he's like, "Let's just call this one." 
So it wasn't a look. It wasn't a great strike zone. I'm certainly not disagreeing with you there. I don't think that's why the Braves lost tonight. Uh, offense better show up tomorrow. Morton has almost a six ERA versus the Phillies this season, and that concerns me. Need vintage Charlie. Yeah, that was my concern. I talked about this on the postcast with Grant McCauley is that, you know, while I trust Charlie Morton in a big game, the one thing that's really bitten him this year is the home run. And we know how good the Phillies are at hitting home runs. Look, at some point, this offense is going to have to win you a game. And, you know, they haven't really done that to this point. Uh, so going to need them to score a bunch of runs uh, in game four and really the rest of the series if the Braves are going to do anything um we need chuck tomorrow absolutely ozona ozuna at bats were pitiful i don't know why he's in there i agree um i, I was uh, i was surprised to see jake i thought for sure elder would have come in after strider elder didn't make the postseason roster i actually thought i would have put elder on there over odorizzi but uh, odorizzi actually was pretty good in this one uh swanson looked upset need to flip the script tomorrow against their bullpen guys Ozuna shouldn't see the field again or, or in the plate again. I, I agree. Um, I don't want to hear anything about Acuna antics. Yeah, I saw him playing up to the crowd a little bit. Look, I do I mean, that's him. He's going to do what he wants to do, but you got to focus on what's going on the field and get it done. I think Travis should be ahead of Riley in the lineup tomorrow. Hey, not a, not a bad suggestion uh, with the way Riley's been swinging the bat. I still think – you got to go down swinging with your, your horses and snicker doesn't usually change things up like that. Uh, Riley is crickets. He's been bad. And that was embarrassing. It certainly was. Um, you know, regular season doesn't, doesn't matter. We know that as well as anyone look at last year, the Braves 88 wins, but came into the postseason hot. You know, they saw the comparison. They talked about it with the Phillies during the game. You know, that's certainly what the Braves are catching right now. A hot team, a confident team, uh, in the Phillies, you know, that's what it takes in the postseason. You're right. I mean, the regular season, Braves were the better team. And you play these two teams out over 162, and I feel confident just about every time this Braves team is going to be better than the Phillies. But a five-game series at the right time, and anybody can win at this point in baseball. Uh, Odorizzi helped save our arms. He was big in this game for sure, helping save uh, the bullpen. Odorizzi did exactly what Snit wants from him tonight, eat innings. Yeah, he was big. Look, I would have left him off the roster. I would have put Elder in over him, but uh, he certainly gave them some big innings tonight. Uh, no one was scoring against Nola. I don't I don't think that's true. Um, and I think there were chances in there. I thought Dansby in his first two at-bats had some really good pitches to hit and just got under him. Uh, I thought the Braves had chances. Again, just couldn't come up with a big hit. Phillies fans should be mocking the chop. I uh, hope that lights a fire under the Braves. They can do whatever – Whatever they want. The Braves got to come out and play better baseball. Uh, Uncle Charlie gets a W tomorrow. We take it back to Atlanta with Max on the mound. Well, that's the recipe, and that's why I felt really good about the Braves. You know, if they – I said at the beginning, if they can get it to a fourth game, I feel really good about the Braves' chances because I knew you'd either have Strider or Morton in game four and then uh, potentially Freed in game five. So, Braves not out of it by any means, so – you know, if the if the Phillies are going to bring Wheeler back in game five, he's going to be on short rest. So who knows how long he'll be able to go. Obviously, Nola can't pitch again. Phillies bullpen. They didn't have to use their top two guys tonight, which is unfortunate. That was the one kind of thing you were hoping for, that they'd have to burn some of their bullpen guys. But still, I like the Braves' chances going forward, but the offense has to get going. I know the pitching hasn't been great in games one and three, but 
offense has to get going and start getting some big hits if the Braves are going to do anything, not just in the series, but in the postseason. The Braves get eliminated by the Phillies. That'd be humiliating. Look, it's baseball and it's postseason. Phillies are a good team. They're hot. I'm sure people were saying that about the Braves last year. That'd be humiliating to get knocked out by an 88-win team. But, you know, that's that's baseball. That's postseason baseball. It's a five-game series. Just about anything could happen. Um, much love, Jake. Listen to you every morning. Uh, appreciate what you do. Thank you, Chandler. Appreciate that. Uh, let's quit using Ozuna, period. I've been on that bandwagon for a while now. Um, Braves were chasing too much tonight. Need more patience like Olsen. I agree completely. I think that's going to be – no matter what happens in this postseason, in the offseason, uh, that's one of my focuses is there's got to be some sort of change in approach with the chase. Look, the Braves have the one of the worst chase rates in all of baseball. And look, it works for them. They hit their home runs. They get their hits. But in the postseason, I think you got to have some better at bats. And clearly, they're not having those right now. Um, Riley Harris and seven eight nine need to do something. Harris is part of that. Harris has had some tough luck in this series. He's squared some balls up that went right at people. And his first at bat against Aranola, I mean, there was nothing you could do. Those all three pitches were right there, low and away. There's nothing you could do with them. And the third one was off the plate. Again, bad call. We've we've uh, we've addressed that. The the strike zone was not good, but still, there was just nothing he could do with any of those pitches. Olson's patience is just flat out impressive. He has been locked in. Look, if you want to, you know, you want to get excited about anything. If the Braves get eliminated or whatever, it's the fact that Olson sh- has shown up when the Braves needed him, and I think that speaks big for him going into next year. Hopefully, more throughout this postseason. Um, Dansby needs to get more hits. Yeah, I mean he had a he's had a couple of doubles late in the game, but he has not come up in the big spots like we're used. Uh, to seeing Dansby tomorrow's when it matters. Go Braves. Absolutely. Uh, does anybody know who's going for the Phillies tomorrow? I'm going to talk about that here in the final segment, um, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Syndergaard. Um, we should feel good. They got a bullpen game tomorrow. Yeah, if the offense can't go get going tomorrow against the Phillies in a bullpen game pretty much, um, then they, they deserve to lose this series. If we can get vintage Charlie for five innings, I think we win tomorrow. Absolutely. If you get Charlie for five innings and you go McHugh, you know, Glacius, Minter, Jansen, offense gets going to get that bullpen. I feel good about the Braves' chances. Um, looks like maybe there's some Phillies fans in here, so I'm going to ignore some of those comments. Got to score early. Yeah, I mean, Smoltz talked about it. Chip Carey's mentioned it all year long. When this Braves team gets ahead, you know, their chances of winning, any team's chances of winning, go up significantly. But to to quiet that Phillies crowd, very important the Braves get out to a good start tomorrow and kind of silence that crowd and let Charlie settle in and hopefully that offense go to work, hopefully get them you know, into that bullpen early, find somebody that doesn't have it, and put up a big number. Uh, got to put those bats in a microwave. Uh, exactly, Trippy. They got to get going tomorrow. Uh, Freed usually doesn't pitch two clunkers in a row, so I like the chances we force game five. Absolutely. Uh, look, Freed, we saw it last year where he he had a bad outing in the postseason, would bounce right back with a good one. And I still am of the belief, I know he's not going to use it as an excuse, but he was not a hundred percent in game one. So looking forward to the Braves get to a game five, him having a good one. Ozuna and Grissom really looked bad at the plate. Uh, those first at bats were among the worst I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Those first two at bats from the bat from Ozuna, his first at bat was just, 
embarrassing. And I get it. It's not easy to hit a baseball, but that at bat was embarrassing. Grissom's was not much better. Uh, if we get hot, it's over, and it can happen anytime. Absolutely. Look, this offense is capable of doing big things, uh, so they just got to get going. Um, we really need half our offense going tomorrow. Syndergaard going for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, hey, what's up, Chase? Uh, what's up, Chandler? Thank you for joining the chat. Appreciate all of you joining the chat. All the great uh, comments and questions. Really appreciate it. Again, going to be doing this after, right after every game in the postseason. Hopefully a lot more of these to come. And then me and Grant McCauley will have the official postcast later on tonight. So make sure you check back for that as well. When I come back, I want to talk about a game four of the series, Charlie Morton on the mound and the Braves with their backs against the wall. We'll discuss that next. So it will be Charlie Morton, and I believe it's going to be Noah Syndergaard in game four. And we've kind of already touched on it a little bit. The Braves need, uh, and it is official, Noah Syndergaard going for the Phillies. Uh, Braves need vintage Charlie Morton. Um, there's no no two ways about it. If they don't get vintage Charlie Morton tomorrow, Braves season is going to be over. And look, the bullpen's rested. I mentioned that. But still, you need to at least get through four innings um, is, is what I think you can get You know, Morton through. If Morton get you through four innings, and hopefully he gives you more of that, then you can go to McHugh for an inning or two. Um, you can go to Dylan Lee if you need to to get you an out or two. And then you set it up for those back three, maybe even Minter uh, goes a, an, an inning plus, you know, Iglesias an inning plus, depending on how the matchups line up. So bullpen's ready to go, but it's all going to be with how the Braves start. And that all begins with Charlie Morton. He has got to be the guy, the 20 million guy that the Braves just re-signed. If, if they don't get that version of Charlie Morton tomorrow, their season is over. You just, you can't fall behind this Phillies team early on. And part of that goes, with the offense, going to be facing Noah Syndergaard, you know, a guy they're familiar with, but this is a different Noah Syndergaard. The velocity, not where it was with the Mets. He's more of a, a third, fourth starter uh, on a good team. So it's a guy that the Braves should be able to get to. And, you know, they'll have a quick trigger with him, I'm sure. And hopefully you can get into that bullpen. But look, this is it. It's do or die. You know, either you take care of business now or your season's over. If you can, and you get to a, a game five. Uh, then you got you know a rowdy tra- Truist Park, as Joseph's recap says, and you got Max Fried on the mound. So you feel pretty good about your chances. But it's all going to come down to Charlie Morton. He's got that swing and miss stuff. Can he keep the ball in the ballpark? And then can that offense get going one through nine for the first time in this series? Can we see them be the top- type of offense they were all season long? So comes down to this. Braves didn't face an elimination game at all last postseason. They got one here in the NLDS. They need a great start from Charlie Morton, need the offense to get going. As we know, if they get hot, they can go on a run and finish this thing off and get back to the World Series and win it again. But can't do that if you don't win these next two games. So that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen of the day. Thanks for being part of the show and in the chat here. Now go make your second listen, Locked On MLB, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Make sure that you follow Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube where you get the postcast with me and Grant McCauley later tonight. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. If you're new, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. It does help support the show a ton when you do that. But that'll be it for this episode, and we will talk to you next time. 
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 